right, everybody, what's up? This is back in another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs. We've got a nice little smorgasbord of questions for you here today, a little bit more product-related questions. So uh, we want to jump right into it, banter a little bit. Did you do that? Um, you, you did that uh, B12 vape yesterday, right? Yes, I did. Did it do anything? It did. What did it do? I mean, slightly, like, I can't say stimulated, mm-hmm. but I felt more alert. Hmm. I felt more cognitive similar similar to like a nootropic maybe yeah like something in that realm i, I liked it actually i was gonna see if we could get more flavors i mean that is what it's supposed to do it is it, it's definitely something that like first couple puffs i was like oh this is bullshit that as i kept puffing on it i i gotta say that flavor is not something i could puff on every day what flavor was it i think it's like blackberry or cherry or something like that it, it has a little bit of a medicine-y taste okay but once you get enough of it in that you actually are getting the effect of it, that's when the, the taste starts getting a little bit meh, mm-hmm. you know? But um, overall, I think if it had a good flavor to it, it's a good product. Like, yeah, Paul gave it to me, and uh, I never got around to trying it. Um, then I remembered to bring it in that day. Um, I actually let Tara try it, too, and she liked it. She did? Yep. Oh, maybe I'll get some more of those. She doesn't vape at all, so. Maybe Blackstone will put out some B12 vapes. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, not a bad idea. Um, I don't think we need to banter that much. We have a, a very jam-packed day today. We have a lot of guests coming in. Yes, many, many guests. So we got Valentina here today, the biggest butt ever. 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 We've measured. measured. We measure all the big butts when they come in here. That's part of uh, a very, obviously, like, human resources-friendly way to, to go about, you know, business with your with your female staff and, and friends. And um, There's really no way around it here. Yeah. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. But it, the, the measurement is out. done by another woman. So there's nothing, no funny business. No funny business. You just get your butt measured. That's right. And we, we write it down on a piece of paper. We have a list of yep. the butts. We have them in order. So Monique Gant was number one for a long time. She has a seriously big butt. But then Valentina came in, who is Zena uh, Sophia on Instagram. And what's interesting about her butt is that she's a very small person. She's very short. Yeah, she's little. She's all butt. I think it's 44 inches. I thought you were going to say like 44% her, of her body is not butt and then the rest is all butt. <laughs> that is also true. Yeah, pretty sure hers is like 44 inches when we measured it, which is huge. Anything over 40 is big. A 40-inch butt is a, is a huge butt. And her waist is very small. So Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's like the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. And I have to do this podcast and I can't even hang out with her and her butt. Nope. Nope, it's she'll be gone. being massive. Yep. Without us being yeah, probably probably breaking hearts in the call center. Oh, 100 percent. Luckily, the, a lot of those guys are, are night shift tonight, so they'll miss it. Yeah, they're gonna miss it. They're too scared to talk to butts like that anyway. I mean, it's, it's intimidating. There's <laughs> <laughs> a 44 inches looking you right in the eye. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's hard to get away from it. Um, needless to say, she got many hugs from me today, and uh, and now I think we can answer some questions after that. All right, we'll just jump into the first one from a uh, hair dab, aka girl man. <laughs> Hello, this is PJ's favorite person in the whole wide world. PJ, you've been a typical broke bro who starts a business in a pink room with his roommate, and now you're also a president of an Inc. 100 company, driving cars that are life goals for most kids, etc., etc. Looking back, is there a way that you'd be able to tell who is going to remain a loyal friend, partner, significant other, no matter what your broke bro days, no matter what in your broke bro days? Certain traits, actions, signs, is there a way to know who in your present life only plays a part of a friend because of how they can benefit from you? even when you're relatively down because they know you will bump up and benefit them. I'm asking because I'm a huge YouTube celery and I'm afraid people around me <laughs> use me for my fame and power. Thank you. I hope you and Lady Salvania are feeling much healthier today. <laughs> Thank you, Herodav. Uh, very good question. Herodav puts those questions out that make you think. Um, now, 
many of my friends from my childhood are still my good friends now. And so those guys knew that I was broke. Uh, and in fact, my buddy Will, who you guys see a lot at the shows, he's, he's, he's got his own company, uh, Blue Ribbon Subs. Um, you know, he actually was kind of almost like um, a big brother slash caretaker to me when I was young because I was always broke. So he would uh, buy me drinks at the bars, um, hired me to bounce in the place that he was the head b- uh, bartender at. So he was always around looking out for me, and he's never been any different all these years. Um, sadly, though, the one thing that I've learned is your friends – will oftentimes stab you in the back worse and faster than your enemies because they know what your weaknesses are. So the ones that have been around you the longest, they actually know your weaknesses and they know when you're vulnerable and how you're vulnerable. And uh, sadly, that's happened to me between my marriage and partnership and employees. Um, And it looks like at this point I've gotten most, if not all, of the bad stuff out. Uh, but you truly, really never know who's going to turn next when there's a good amount of money involved. You know, money turns people greedy. And as they say, money is the root of all evil. And, um, you know, it's like I said, if, the, if there was somebody that was your friend, uh, no matter what, through many years, through thick and thin. And if you grew up broke like I did and the person still treats you exactly the same as they did back then. And that's somebody that doesn't want anything from you other than your friendship. Uh, but now... New friends or new people that come into my life, I have to assume it's all about the relationship is about what can I do for them. And in some cases, it's what can they do to provide me of something so that I will do something else for them. And you just have to be, you know, aware of it and have your eyes open to it at all times. All right. Next question comes from Stephen. He says, what's up, PJ? My name is Stephen F. And on Instagram, my name is L underscore Stevo. I have been watching your cardio Q&A and absolutely love it. I also talk to the god Tristan here and there, and he helps me out. You, you always answer my questions and always full of insight. Not to business. I am currently 21, 5'9", 265 pounds. I used to play football in high school and let myself go over the past two years. I want to get into shape. I don't know if I see myself as a bodybuilder, but I need to get into shape. I still have the grit and love for pushing myself in the gym that I got training for football, but it was different than bodybuilding. Recently, I figured out the mind, mind, muscle-to-mind connection where you focus on tearing your muscle fibers, and I love it. I've been looking into counting carbs, and I think I have it down. I've been taking L-carnitine, 1850, and Trojan Horse from Blackstone Labs, as well as Anagenin. What would be your advice when it comes to eating, training, and supplement advice to get down to a solid 225 pounds? I want to be healthier and feel better about myself as I recently got out of a nasty breakup and turned to drinking and eating horribly. It's for myself so I can be in great shape and feel better all around. Thanks for your time and keep inspiring. I'll keep submitting my questions until you answer and keep working as I have the drive to become healthier. I want your advice and knowledge as you have a PhD in health and fitness. Thanks again, Stephen F. IGL Stevo. I actually don't have a PhD in health and fitness. I uh, didn't f- uh, finish college, um, nor was I even in a doctorate program. But um, it's even better than that. Yeah. So <laughs> we were Blackstone Labs. I do have a master's in bro science. Uh, well. <laughs> I, I don't know enough about you. You didn't give me an, a, enough variables to, to specifically answer your question. Now, if you said you figured out counting your calories and carbohydrates down, then you should be able to construct a plan where you're on per, perhaps a rotation of um, high, medium, low, uh, or you're going high than two days low or high than three days low. You're going to have to experiment on your own and see for yourself. Myself, I am currently uh, off of keto onto a carb cycle. I go three days low, very low, where I only have carbs at my first meal, 25 to 50 grams, depending on what I'm training that day. Um, And then my high day, I have anywhere from 50 to 80 grams of carbs at each meal for five or six meals. So um, 
It's pretty simple. It's pretty strict, uh, but it's easy and it gets the job done. Now, you could also, if you're looking to get as lean as possible and you're not pressed for time, you could get on a ketogenic diet, which will give great results, and you really can run that forever. I mean, you, you, it's just a, lay, a way of life that you'll be adapting to by not eating the carbohydrates, but you feel really good and you'll look good as well. So two completely different directions that you can go. If you want to submit another question with more information and the rest of the variables, then I can kind of steer you in one way or the other. All right, this next one comes from Donovan. He wants you to do a woo shout-out to the Legion. Woo! Shout-out to the Legion. <laughs> PJ, since I started the Beat PJ contest, I have gone dairyless. It's part of the diet my coach has me on. I used to be on. I used to be a cheese hound. Mm. I don't even crave it or miss it now. I have noticed digestion is way better. Have you gone with no dairy? And if so, what benefits did you personally notice? Uh, I do go no dairy here and there, um, especially my low days. I have no fats most of the time. Um, I have one day with fats and then two with no fats. So um, I am also a cheeseaholic, and I look forward to being back on keto so I can get my cheese back again. Um, when I have my fats now on my current fat days, I have olive oil, and I have either nuts or nut butter. No cheese. So I miss the cheese. Now, the issues that you were having with digestion were very simple. It was called lactose intolerance, um, and that is what many, many people are faced with all across the world. So when you remove anything dairy-related, your digestion does improve. Um, if you're horribly lactose intolerant, you won't even be able to eat anything like that without being in pain. Now that's just mild, I say enjoy your cheese. <laughs> I couldn't cut out cheese. I love cheese. I guess he also has another question. I uh, was wondering how you went about making a posing routine and if you had any tips on how to nail the poses. Just started to really practice doing poses and want to get way better at them. Thanks. Also from Donovan. All right, Donovan. So what you need to do is practice your mandatory poses like crazy. This is far more important than anything else. It's far more important than your actual routine. You need to, to, to practice your quarter turns. You need to practice your transitions. And you want to make sure that each of the mandatory poses becomes second nature for you. A little tip when you hit each one of these poses is start from the floor and work your way up. That's something that I always try to preach to my clients because a lot of people forget to do things when they're posing. But if you start from the floor, think about where your feet are placed, then go to your calves, then your quads, and then you work your, your way up. It teaches you to think of every single muscle from the bottom up. And typically people think of just their upper body, unfortunately, unless they're just directly flexing their quad. Uh, but when you hit a front double bicep, a lot of people just stand there and, and open up their arms in front and, and hit their biceps. They're not thinking to squeeze their legs. Um, same thing in, in back poses. A lot of people put their legs back, but they're not flexing their hams and glutes hard, which is the hardest part of that pose. So you've got to practice your mandatory poses until you can do them at will without a mirror. From there... All it really takes is a little bit of creativity with some music that you like, not that somebody else likes, to then just choreograph a routine. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to jump around like Fred Smalls and do all the gymnastic stuff that he does. You know, you don't have to stand on your head like Kai Green. You just have to do what makes you feel comfortable and what you think best displays your physique. And it should be based around all of the mandatory poses. Next question comes from Dwayne. He says, what's up, PJ? I got into fitness back in 2015, put on about 20 pounds since then. But for basically the entire year of 2017, I wasn't very healthy mentally and didn't work out at all. I'm getting back now and decided to make my own stack with your products, Paraburn and Glycolog for pre-workout, Cat and Recomp for post-workout, and Growth Before Bed, along with protein and creatine. Do you think using all of these at once is safe or should I cycle in between them? Is this a good stack to put on as much dry, natural muscle as possible with my five-week five weekly training sessions i think so i think it's it's very basic and balanced and i think that you're good all righty 
Next one comes from Sean. He says, what's up, PJ? So I wanted to talk about the cholesterol and saturated fats myth. From the reading I have conducted, I have come to the conclusion that the dietary cholesterol has absolutely no effect on blood cholesterol. Correct. Like many still believe, coming from a person who has consistently run keto, have you ever worried about LDLs, saturated fats, and the fatty acids that some believe can form in your arteries? Or do you also believe that there is no correlation between dietary levels and blood levels? I also know that testosterone is made from cholesterol. I, I am kind of reaching with this question, but do you think there is any way to manipulate your HDL and LDL levels in order to raise your test level? Thanks for taking the time to answer my questions, and I hope the iguana eggs are doing well. All the best, Sean. <laughs> uh, there is actually some study. There is some study out there that suggests by taking in the proper saturated fats through things like olive oils, red meat. Um, that you can actually uh, maximize your testosterone levels. You you absolutely do have to have cholesterol for testosterone. Now, it, although this is heavily debated, uh, I am of the uh, team of people and, and and scientists who believe that you know heart conditions like that are hereditary. And no matter how good or bad your diet is, if you are genetically predisposed to have you know heart failure or heart attacks in your family, things like that. You're probably going to wind up on statins, sadly, um, and that is – it is what it is. And um, I have seen numerous people who eat McDonald's every single day um, have completely fine HDL and LDL levels. And then I know people that do triathlons, only eat fish, eat perfect, and have horrible, horrible numbers because it is truly hereditary. It's not something that you can really fix all that much with your diet. Now, if you're somebody that's genetically predisposed and you know from a hereditary standpoint you're bad, then yeah, you don't want to be eating McDonald's. You're just making it worse at that point. Um, but it's something that you, you're born with. And so you are correct in that. That's why the ketogenic diet will work for people eating bacon and butter and things like that. And most of them will have solid numbers. Now, one thing that you don't want to work, worry about if you're juicing hard or if you're taking um, even HRT and you have to take an aromatase inhibitor, when you start getting a, like into – I don't want to say way up there because really – Either you're going to do a milligram a day, a milligram every other day, or maybe every three days. That's pretty much like the standard dosing product protocols for Imidex. And if you're doing those numbers, once you get up there with consistency on it, that'll actually throw off your cholesterol ratio. And I have seen my good numbers very low. I've actually seen some people who've had single digits, um, which is very bad. Um, the actual ratio of your HDL and LDL is more important than the total number because you could be at a very low total cholesterol and still have a very, very poor ratio if your number is 130 and 7. You know, it's a horrible, horrible ratio. Um, now, you could be at like 180, but you may be at, you know, 110 and 70, and that's a pretty solid ratio. So um, these are things that you want to, to to learn about. When I was in school, they preached how important the ratio is, is once you get out of a 3 to 1 ratio from good to bad cholesterol, you start getting risk for hardening of the arteries and things like that. Um, now, I, do, I still think that you should be taking fish oils. I still think that you should be taking ubiquinol. Um, but this is something that everybody should be checking. Guys, honestly, once you hit 30, you should probably get checked every year. Um, they say they used to say 40, but guys are having heart attacks younger and younger, especially if you have used anabolics, things like that. Everybody used to say, oh, where's the bodies? You know, in the 90s and early 2000s, everybody would say, oh, where's the bodies? Where are the bodies? Now there's bodies all over the place. So it really is something that you can't just turn your head to and be like, ah, I'll be fine type thing. You really need to monitor yourself, make sure you're taking care of your insides. You know, looking great on the outside is why most of us got into this. But if you're not looking good on the inside, that outside shell is going to be gone fast.
Now you got me wanting to go to the doctor. I'll bring you. I'm always happy to bring the kids. I absolutely have to go and get my shit checked because I've never been. All right, the next one comes from uh, – uh, we'll just go with Anthony because I don't think I'm going to pronounce that correctly. Okay. He says, your sales rep informed me to take Chosen One in a cycle and then follow up with Apex Mail which, with PCT5. Is this correct? I thought Chosen One didn't require any PCT. Please explain. Thanks. That is 100% correct. All of the DHEA-based pro-hormones – absolutely need PCT. What you're mistaken on is that it doesn't need eradicate. It does not need an aromatase inhibitor. Uh, and that is why he didn't uh, have you take any eradicate or imistane. Um, but yes, you will absolutely suppress your testosterone. So you will need to do the PCT apex mail after. All right. This next one says, uh, hello, sir. How you doing? This is Muhammad from Jack's Florida. I have a question. If I want to be your athlete, what should I do for it? Thanks. Regards. Email sponsor at blackstonelabs.com and ask for Josh and send nudes. <laughs> don't, don't send nudes, please. <laughs> Goodness, but do send pictures. Please send me pictures, yes. but just not, not nudes. Your dick. No. All right, next one. That's what Snapchat's for. Next one's from Brandon Rash. <laughs> says, what's up, Josh and PJ? Oh, be rash. I have been using Blackstone products for several years now and lifting for over 10. I have always been a huge fitness enthusiast. I used to do some personal training. One dream I have always had is to start my own gym and small supplement shop. Also possibly have an online store. What sort of advice would you have for someone wanting to do this? And how do you, how do your wholesale customers work? I'm sure the whole process, I would have a million questions, but where would you start? Thanks again for everything. I'm sorry I missed the Arnold. Little baby Fiona took precedence over the precedence over the over it this year. What's your smallest Blackstone shirt? She's weighing about seven pounds. Take care, fellas. Aww. Congrats on the on the the new birth, little baby. And uh, we we're bummed to not see you, but we'll get we'll get to see you soon. Um, now, as far as what you're looking into doing is to, to following your dreams. I never tell anybody to not follow their dreams. I will say this: you picked of of your three, you picked all three. Uh, careers that are extremely difficult to make work in today's day and age. Um, now I can give you my insight on what would be your saving grace. Your saving grace would be to put all three together. So to have a big, big, big gym, in my opinion, is such a crapshoot because there's all these chains that open up all over the place. So you might think you've got a golden spot and then in the next year there'll be an LA fitness down the road from you. And then there'll be a 24 hour fitness and it's, you know, planet fitness and they sell these crazy memberships for like $10 a month. And you know, it, it, it crushes all, all the gyms out there. Then you have orange theories opening up all over the place as well. So if you can get a small spot, that's got a decent amount of, of equipment and functional stuff and open a trainer studio, that's where the money is because the overhead is way, way less. You don't need as much square footage and you can actually rent it out to the trainers in there. There's places around here in Boca that are thriving that you actually can't even go in there unless you have a trainer training you. And that would be my advice to you. Having a big badass bodybuilder gym or even a gym for that matter, unless you're part of a corporate chain, it's, I would never myself want to get involved with it. I've seen so many of them fail. Um, now, having a supplement shop, again, very, very, very difficult. Retail is dying. People love to just go on Amazon and order everything on their phone. They don't want to go anywhere. I mean, I don't want to go anywhere. That's why I bring everybody to the office for IVs and Barbershop Wednesday and, and, and massages. I mean, it's hard. It's getting harder and harder for people to fit stuff in their schedules to go anywhere. This is a world of go, 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 go. And it's not like, you know, 15 years ago where people were like, you know what? On Thursday, I'm going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I'm going to go to Home Depot. Stop by Bob's Supplement Shop. Yeah. See what they have in there. Now, when when anyone's coming into your store now, for the most part, they know what they want. They run in there. They get it and they go. So if you have your little trainer space and you want to carry 
a couple brands like Blackstone Labs that you have a good relationship with that you know about the product and you can get a very good wholesale price on and make some solid margins to supplement your actual business, then that's a good idea. Now, of all three of them, the one that you probably have the best chance at thriving in um, because it has the lowest amount of overhead is the online business. But here's the deal. You've got to understand digital marketing and digital media and SEO and all these things to optimize your website to get traffic to your website because you can utilize you know, word of mouth and social media, but that's only going to get you so far. Now, like I said, you have no overhead really, and you can store that stuff right in your gym, right in your trainer space, and you don't have to worry about a warehouse, and you you don't have to worry about the actual supplement shop. And because of that, again, if you have relationships where you're getting wholesale good good prices, like Blackstone Labs, um, you know, you can make a pretty penny on that. But I would say putting all those three together would be your best bet versus doing one over the others. Next one comes from Swayzilla. Sway, first all the time on my Q&A. Says, hey, PJ, going to transition from the Beat PJ Keto plan to a carb cycle. Nice. I went down from just under 160 pounds to currently being about 135 pounds. I'm 5'3 and feel really happy with the results I've made so far. My question is, how should I set up my carb cycle to best maximize nice steady gains? If you want some background, I'm eating about 7 ounces protein, mainly steak and steelhead trout at 3 to 5 of my meals with a cup of veggies. The other two meals are shakes with added fats like peanut butter, as you suggested on the keto fat loss plan. I'm pretty much following the fat loss plan, but change the serving size on the protein. What macro serving size of carbs would you recommend someone my size incorporate on a high, low, moderate carb day? Thanks again for all the help and motivation. You and your products helped me with this transformation thus far. Your boy, Swayzilla. All right, Sway. So here's what, here's what I would like to see you do to start, Sway. On that high carb day, let's add in uh, for you. Let's add in 40 grams of carbs at all of your meals. Let's remove all the fats at that meal. And let's bring your protein portion down to five ounces per meal. On your medium day, let's add 40 grams of carbs at three meals, okay? It can be any three meals you want. It's probably more beneficial to have them in earlier than later. But you're going to add 40 grams at, at all three of those meals. For fats... You're going to remove the fats on that day as well. You're going to keep the protein exactly the same. On your low day, you're only going to have carbs at the very first meal. You're going to keep the protein exactly the same, and you're going to have three meals where you have fats just like you did on the keto diet and pick them where it's it's a variety. So have a red meat meal, perhaps a salmon fatty fish meal, maybe a whole egg meal. Uh, perhaps a meal with, you know, olive oil, but just get yourself a variety of those fats on that low day. Start out like that. See, give yourself seven days. See how you do on that. And then you may want to look into pulling the medium day and having two low days or possibly even going three to low days so you can get to the April 15th at the best, you know, you can possibly be. Now, you may need more time after April 15th to hit your goals. I know I will. I'm going to be pretty nasty by April 15th, but I think I'll need a solid another month or so to be what I would consider like contest ready. Um, but I am going to go really dramatic for the, the, the last month and just pull it all out just to see how much I can really get. After that, I'm still going to want to get leaner, but I'll do it, you know, with, with less craziness and double sessions of cardio and starvation involved. Um, and I suggest that you do the same. I think that anybody can suffer for a couple of weeks. So you might as well get it as much out of your body as you can. All right. 
Going on to the last question here. So it says, hello, PJ. I'm a longtime listener of the podcast and a big fan of you and Blackstone. I've had a question on here that you answered once. It was thrilled to hear it on the air. Thanks for all you do for listeners and fans. Due to the type of question I'm about to get into, I want to keep my identity to myself. About two and a half to three years ago, I purchased about three or four bottles of Test E&C from this dude who had a prescription and would sell it for $100 a bottle with needles and whatnot. I was a big idiot who was blinded to the fact that I had some gear. Uh, did no research on how to take it or and, or just anything. I went in blind. Mm. I would just pull about half of a syringe three times a week while I was most likely doing it wrong. I got strong like an ox, tightened up everything. I felt like I was – I felt like – I felt awesome till I started getting bitch tits with lean body. Looked bad. Not to mention my nuts were like non-existent. I immediately stopped taking and just went on with everyday life. Well, now my balls never really did get back to normal size and I still have bitch tits. It's been roughly three years. Did I fuck myself up? Is there a possible way to fix myself? Any recommendations? I've thought of just jumping on some of your eradicate just finished two months of chosen one with decent gains now i'm on epicat viper trojan horse pct5 and boomstick by redcon one only because apex mail has been out of stock for a while i just want my normal ball size back or hell bigger is better lean looking chest and overall lean appearance well the main concern here is ball sack size and although i, I would say you shouldn't worry too much about the size of your ball sack the, the reason that it's an issue right now is you're probably going to want to get yourself uh, some blood work and check out your FSH, okay? Because if that number is very, very low, that means your little spermies aren't producing and you will not be able to get anyone pregnant. So what I would like you to do is email me, pj at blackstonelabs.com, and we'll actually put together a plan of where you can go for wherever you are as far as doctor to get. There's certain things that you're going to want to look at on your blood work, and you may want to, you know, I think it's fine to run Apex Mail, things like that right now, but you may want to get into a more serious protocol with HCG, Clomid, uh, Proviron, things like that to stimulate your, your production again. Now, here's the deal. If you're not looking to have a child anytime soon or ever, then this is pretty much irrelevant. Um, if you are, it should be addressed though. Did he say his age? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. So I don't know your age and I don't know if you do or do not want children. That's the main factor here in something like this. So if you're a guy that's had three or four kids and you don't want kids anymore, I say, who cares? Your balls are small. Your dick's probably working great. You're happy. Get your routine blood work done anyway, but. You know, it just means that you're not producing anything down there. Um, now, what you can do is you can aggressively push Apex Male PCT5 and see if it comes back on its own. It may take forever or it may not happen at all. Some people are just simply not lucky. Um, but what's going to need to be done more likely than not is at least 10,000 IUs of HCG with an aggressive Clomid protocol and an aggressive uh, Proviron protocol and, and possibly even another 10,000 IUs of HCG if, if, if you've been off this long and, and you're not responding. Now, you may do the, the, the cycle of HCG and your, your balls might swell up so much that it hurts. I've had, I've had that happen to some people before. Um, so you really don't, we really don't know unless you go through it. But shoot me an email because this is probably going to be a go back and forth type thing. This isn't going to be something that I think we'll just be able to just answer easily on the radio show. And I'm sure within a few emails, I can either get you into the right doctor wherever you live or at least get you a consult with somebody where you can figure out what you need to be looking for. All right, man? That was the last one. Sweet. Well, that was a uh, quick one again. That was quick. We're right about 25 minutes right now. Well, I'm sorry, guys, if um, we were answering the questions faster than normal. I don't think that we we were. I think the subject matter at this point, a lot of the questions 
have been asked over the past 16 episodes or so. You guys want to switch it up and ask me something different. You know, ask me, I guess, personal stuff if you want. You want to ask Josh some questions. You know, he's he's pretty well-versed in things like vaping, sneakers. I know you all, uh, you all do hit me up on my Instagram asking about sneakers quite See often. Here. So if you've got any sneaker questions, go ahead and throw them my way. There you go. See, I, was, I wasn't even being silly. Um, talk about that stuff. Um, I actually get a lot of people taking screenshots of you and I talking and tagging us in it. And then most often they also ask me about my sneakers or... That's funny. Yeah. I, I get pictures of other people's sneakers. If you want the fake watch guy, <laughs> I can hook you up with him. <laughs> if you want the, the Rolex watch buster guy, I can hook you up with him. <laughs> who has that much time? By the way, that was this watch. But who, realistically, though, who has that Do much you know time? how much I like this fake watch? I mean, a lot. I got two of them. It's really nice. Because I broke the first one. Um, I will promise you this, and I don't. I, I, maybe there are some really rich people that listen to this show. I'm sure there are people that are far wealthier than me. All of my rich friends have fake shit. They all do because they're smart with their money. I mean, at the end of the day, like, like you said, like when you get out of a, a Ferrari wearing a watch, yeah. nobody. Thank God I got that <laughs> Ferrari cares. though. Exactly. Yeah. No one cares. Um. It just makes me feel that I'm that much more business savvy. Then somebody told me, yeah, well, you're, you're the people that do that are thieves and you're stealing from those big companies. And my, my reaction to that is if you only knew how many people from, steal from me on a daily basis, <laughs> every time you guys are like, oh, I got a better deal on eBay or I got a better deal on Amazon, there's stuff that I didn't even make that's being sold on, on eBay and Amazon, illegal stuff. With our name on so it. So that's part of owning a business. Stuff like that's going to happen. Yep. Better you than me. And I mean, when people are charging forty to sixty to hundred thousand dollars for a single watch, like eh, you know, they yeah, it's care. hard to justify the margins they on that. Really don't care. No. <laughs> They're doing all right. Um, what else do we have going on? Um, we've got, like you said, lots of visitors coming through today. Are we? Are we barbecuing tomorrow? I think we're going to barbecue, but I'm going to I'm going to start a little later because we are, we're doing so. Tomorrow's a big video. Uh, tomorrow is the, is the final body part video for Project Freak, and people have been asking me a lot. I'm actually very happy that most people are guessing him wrong, which is great. Uh, so for some reason, people have guessed Tristan a bunch of times. Like, sorry, guys, but I'm a little more original than to have my secret guy be somebody they've already seen for two years. Yeah. Like, people are like, I know it's Tristan. And I'm like, no, no, sorry. Everybody thinks they know everything before they know. Yes. Uh, there is one person that got it. Curse her, by the way. And... Um, so what I'm doing tomorrow is the final body part video. We're going to do some arms. I'm actually going to train, uh, with him and we are going to have him pose at the end and we're going to do the reveal and he's going to, uh, introduce himself. And now you'll be able to see the freak in the videos. And this is where I think the videos are doing great. Uh, I was looking on Facebook the other day. I always spend the same amount of money promoting them. So I always think it's interesting how much different the views are because you'd think they'd be around the same. But there's one that has like 90,000 views on it, um, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but people have said they really, really, really enjoy the educational aspect of the videos. And that's kind of all it can be. At this stage. So now there's going to be so much more involved because I can have him training with people. I can have him speaking. I can show his meal prep, supplements, you know, his lifestyle. Um, I can pair him up with all of our other great athletes to see how they all do, you know, in the gym, you know, in different different variations. So there's so much more that can be done on this journey now that I think now is going to be where it really gets popular. Um, Everybody's going to be so mad when he takes the mask off and it's Genova. <laughs> Dude, Genova's out, man. People keep asking me. He's out. I have been holding my ground. 
he he still texts me almost every day about can I have the lightsaber and never like well I won't say never sometimes he's like I'm sorry but I'm like you're not really sorry you know you just want the lightsaber you know yeah of course um, how much fun you have with it yeah it's just I I, I he's been burned me so many times at this point that it, so that's for everybody that thinks it's Jova it's not Genova Genova's not the freak we saw we saw Diana Maybrook at our cars and coffee we did run into her. I had a nice little talk with her saying no hard feelings over everything. Um, you know, I wasn't even really involved in that situation. I was busy with all the divorce stuff. So that happened all so fast. It was really just something that, you know, happened. Yeah. You know, but I wanted her to know, like, hey, no hard feelings on my side, you know. Um, really had no interaction with her before. And uh, we chatted for a little while, cars and coffee. She seemed very nice. Yeah. Um, she's getting harassed still uh, over the Genova stuff, which is what happens to people, man. It's like... It's the it's 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 like herpes, you know. You got it for life. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. To, to be honest with you, you may want to go the other route. No, you might want to go with herpes. At least you got Valtrex where you can quiet that shit down for a while. Saying, those trolls are never. We're not going anywhere. Matter what you do. The other day, I had to delete. It wound up being. Uh, this is a true number. Not my not my record, but second most ever. I had to I had to block seventy two trolls the other day. 72. 72 over over the watch thing. And it, they were mean. Like, they were like, you should kill yourself, you fake fuck. Watch trolls are serious? They're serious. They're, they're all teenagers. The best, the best part is that all those people that trolled you don't have a single watch. No, they don't. They don't, they don't even have, like, a Nixon. I have a feeling the guy that actually uh, blows up people's spots doesn't have one either. The best is for, for them, I've noticed from looking at the pages. First of all, the pages are, of course, private. Um, when they get a celeb, so I think it was a big deal for them because I'm considered like a quote unquote, you know, Instagram celeb because right. there's a couple other Instagram celebs on there too. And they go extra hard on well, Instagram and celebs. There's another, there's a guy, Yeezy Busta, who mm-hmm. like does the same thing with like fake Yeezys and stuff. And so like when they get somebody that has, you know, a fuck ton of following or money or something, they definitely go hammer time on it. And then of course the trolls go more hammer time yeah. because they... Death threats. Th- yeah. Obviously. Die. Yeah. You fake fuck. You fake I proceeded to show all the rest of my fake stuff after that. My fake dogs and house and yeah. cars. No, dude, that's the best. I love getting fake dogs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fake dog has been attacking uh, Angie lately. Yeah. This is a new thing. It's like about only like a week old. But Jackson? Yeah. Almost like every day. Hmm. He like takes her down hard by, by her neck. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like Salvi wants to get him like obedience school. And I'm like, he's never been a bad dog ever. And... The only thing that I can think is there's some sort of jealousy because she gets attention. Changing of the seasons. Um, but he's so so powerful that he, like, grabs her by her neck and, like, pins her down on the floor. And she goes crazy. And he just holds her there. And it's, like, scary, you know? Like, Tristan had to literally, like, jump in the middle of them and, like, pry him off the other day. Goodness. Um, it's so weird because he's such a sweet dog. I've never had it to deal with anything And like he's, that. he's been with, fine with her for, like, what, like a year? Yeah. And uh, what's really funny, it's, it is funny, but it's, it's, it's also messed up, is that when they battle, Reese comes in from behind and fucks up Angie from behind because Jack's, Jack's her big brother, you know? <laughs> so you got to get Reese off, too. I'm surprised Reese does anything. Reece, no, Reese goes in hard. Every time I walk in the house, Reese runs in the other direction. Dude, when they battle, though, last night, Reese was harder to get off than Jack. That's crazy. Because Jack, usually when you're like, Jack! He'll he'll stop and he'll start wagging his tail because he's not trying to like kill anybody. Yeah. But but Reese had to pry her little ma- mouth off of Angie's back of her neck. Yeah. And then poor Angie gets all like scared and goes and sits down and she's got like p- patches of hair missing and shit. What the fuck? That's that's a terrible situation. I know it sucks. I don't know. Not, not sure what there. to do about I have it. To go over there and lay down the law. Um, we are so this is pretty cool. We are taking the uh, couch out of the guest house. Mm. Anybody that's actually got to stay in my guest house. Consider yourself part of the elite small group of people because 
It will not be a guest house anymore. Was it going to be iguana rib? Yep. Yeah, I, I kind of had a feeling that was coming. It's going to be the house of reptiles. The reptile house. So we're going to take that couch out of there and bring it inside. And the white cou- couches that have been demolished by the cats, I think she's donating to the Goodwill, which okay. is, you know what? I would say that those two big-ass couches were probably together like, I don't know, we'll say seven grand. And I guess they got over two years out of them, so that's not so bad. But they really are demolished by the cats. Yeah. My whole thing is like, why would we get a new couch? Because they're going to wreck that couch too. Yeah. You know? And if we get a serval, that's going to wreck the couch too. So, you know, you're faced with either you declaw the couch, which most people think is like inhumane. Right. Or you get your couches fucked up. What else can you really do? There has to be a cat-proof couch. That, like that, know. you know that exists. We'll have to look into it more. I don't, though. I think people that have cats just accept their stuff's going to no, be No, I definitely think that there's, like, high-end cat owners that are like, fuck this shit, I want cat-proof couch. Like, little, like steel couches, like, perhaps. No, no. Like, there has to be, like, some, like, carbon fiber weave. Maybe there's some sort of, like, pheromone that, like, will make them just stay away from it. Speaking of carbon fiber, mm-hmm. we're, we're just going to go ahead and, and announce your new nickname from yesterday. No, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, PJ loves carbon fiber. And he keeps his hair aerodynamic like this to be, you know, as aerodynamic as the carbon fiber when he's in his car because he is the carbon fiber muff diver. I am the carbon fiber muff diver. <laughs> uh, All right. Couch. Well, and I think that uh, on that note, I mean, while you're searching for cat proof couches over there, just end this thing. We'll end it. We All got right. some guests coming in. We do. We got to get going. All right. So, let's get moving. Hopefully, Valentina's butt is still out there when we get off. Well, we got to go check. Peace out. Bye.